That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Ricardo Pereira and Leicester City blasted things open on Boxing Day with a 2-1 win over Manchester City, who have now lost three out of their last four matches in the Premier League. Liverpool cruised to a 4-0 victory over Newcastle as the Reds opened up a six-point lead in the Premier League. Manchester United continued to play well thanks to the new manager bump as the Red Devils defeated Huddersfield 3-1. Tottenham moved into second place with a 5-0 win over Bournemouth. Kyle Walker-Peters picked up three assists as Spurs may have just gotten themselves into the title race. Arsenal drew at Brighton but Aubameyang retakes the lead in the Golden Boot race as the Gunners disappoint on the road. And Chelsea won 2-1 over Watford. Another day, another great performance from Eden Hazard. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro. We got the full crew in here. We got Javier Revelo. We got Alex Moss. Gang, Merry Christmas. Merry, Happy Merry Christmas. Boxing Day to you all. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope Happy everyone Christmas. had a... Had a good time. Oh, are, and, uh, are we doing this happy Christmas bullshit because you're going to play the I'm European card, Alex? Hey, man, that's just what sounds right to me. Okay. I'll leave it there. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Let's, yeah, uh, you're in let's America. You say off. Merry Christmas here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it works. All we right. We'll do what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The racist Chelsea fan. You know. Actually, I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to get reported to Trump. Uh, right. Okay, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> good, good, good. You're conformist right. now. Trump's got us. You're one of us. Shivering at Give him a green card. Give him a green card. Let's get to the football. Fulham got a 1-1 draw with Wolves to start off the things on Boxing Day. Then Everton waxed Burnley 5-1. Crystal Palace and Cardiff uh, tied at 0-0. And that leads us to the games that uh, we're going to break down now, which would be... Let's start with Leicester City getting a 2-1 shock win over Manchester City. Um, Bernardo Silva opened the scoring. Albrighton getting on the score sheet just a few minutes later. And then at the end of the game, as... uh, Leicester were just pushing and pushing and pushing at City. Ricardo Pereira gets gets the goal. They win on his screamer in the 81st minute. And then Fabian Delph gets sent off with a red card in the 89th minute. Six of Manchester City bosses Pep Guardiola's 11 Premier League defeats have come in December. Guys, does Manchester City have a December problem? Maybe Pep does. Maybe he's just like, I, I, I hate not having a break. Like this is horrible. Like I can't play like this. Uh, it, it's 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 kind of crazy that he's had it wasn't so many a problem defeats. Last year, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy that he's had so many defeats in the Premier League um, in December. I think I think I think you've, you're onto something there, Andrew. I bet I bet you in the next like press conference, especially if they struggle in the next game, the the reporters just going to be like, oh, so do you, what do you think of the winter break, Pep? He's just going to be like, I hate it. It's terrible. Or, like not having a winter break. Like we need one. So I'm. I mean, that's Jurgen Klopp has literally said this. But like, if you do look at a lot of the teams, uh, a bunch of teams do have a shitload of injuries right now. Like, like Liverpool started getting a few more. I mean, you guys were pretty injury free going into December, but you guys have started picking up a few. Uh, yeah, we got Joe Gomez and Joel Matip. Both Chelsea, on the, uh, both on uh, you guys are re- what relatively injury free too. Yeah, um, honestly. 
fuck the whining about no Christmas Arsenal break. have got a lot this of injuries. This is my favorite thing United about the Premier League. Injuries. I would not change Tottenham. this for anything. We get games every like three days for two weeks straight during this time of year. Meanwhile, Germany, they're thinking Italy have just it, reintroduced Boxing Day games, but I don't think they play again for another week and a half or two weeks. Right. Like, that's no what, one's that's willing what we to should commit do. We should do up till Boxing Day. League. We should do up till Boxing Day, and then they get the first two weeks of January off, as well as teams can get their uh, like transfers sorted out during those first two weeks. I mean, the main thing I stopping think, that is the uh, Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Yes, through that exactly. I think January. that's the really biggest reason why England doesn't do it because we have an extra cup that like nobody else plays. Well, I mean, the French have two cups. Yeah, but do you even know like what? <laughs> I'm guessing nobody even watches. No, I just the know PSG cup. wins it. That's all I know. Okay, about they just it. win it every uh, year. Yeah. Yeah, all right, look, I'm going to sit here and say I don't think P- that Manchester City have a January problem. I think Manchester City have an injury bug that we predicted on this podcast at the beginning of the season. We said that there was two vital positions where Manchester City didn't really have the depth, and it was at goalkeeper and it was at, at, at defensive midfielder. They just don't have that vital gear in the machine that Fernandinho is. They don't have that last line of protection. They don't have that distribution from the back. I was thinking about this the other day. Every single thing that I just said is the same thing that Sergi Busquets is for Barcelona. And Barcelona have found ways to play without Messi. They've never found a way to successfully play without Sergi Busquets when he's hurt. And Manchester City have the same problem. They don't have a a good enough backup for him, and until that they fix that problem, that they're gonna they're gonna underperform. It's just a reality. I think I think Pep is is gonna go out in January and buy like a defensive midfielder backup. I think he's not gonna just let that problem stay. He's always been very gun ho about when he's had issues. So I, I think within the first few weeks of January, you'll see him go and buy someone. But even but if I he think, gets I think it's a, a big replacement, problem. like it's probably not going to be someone really in like the prime of their career because someone more around like twenty five to thirty ish is going to be more entrenched in their team and harder to pry away in January. The player I was talking to Andrew about before you jumped on Javier was uh, Amadou Diawara from Napoli, who like impressed in both games against Man City last year and was one of the best players in the field. Yeah, he's but he's still not going to go and do that. He's like 21 years old, but like that, that's the kind of that's the kind of type of signing you're going to see them try to make to replace Fernandinho. They're not going to look for a plug and play option. They'll look for someone who can grow into that because Fernandinho is going to be back like next week. So it's definitely it, it's a big miss for them, and it's been vital in those two losses they have in the last week or so. Uh, but with Fernandinho back, I don't expect them to really miss a beat once he's back. Also, it's, Lester it should be Lester fine. have gotten uh, some nice wins now. Uh... Beating Chelsea, oh, beating Puel Man was in City. trouble too. Claude Puel was was potentially going to be the next manager on the shopping block because there's there was rumors of like some unrest amongst the team yeah, with him. Yeah, there's been some big and, results. Yeah, gets a win over Chelsea, gets a win over City. I think he uh, may have just played himself into a couple more months at least. I want to see the money um, on uh, Ricardo Pereira being on one of the top six teams by uh, the end of next transfer window or the next next summer. Yeah, he is really, really good. He's He's been excellent for them in these two games specifically, but all season he's been good defensively and going forward. He's, he's a really good player. I've said this for a long time. I love Leicester's midfield. I love Ndidi. I love Pereira. This James Madison kid, I watch a little bit of tape with him because he's like boys with Joe Gomez, so they would like tag each other and shit on Instagram. That midfield, it's a, it's a nice little midfield. It's like a sneaky good midfield. Um Potentially, if we were going to have this conversation, maybe some of the maybe the best collection of midfielders 
outside of the top six. It's a it's a conversation worth having on another yeah, it's day. In the conversation. Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's them go to Everton. Liverpool real quick. Yeah, them or Everton. Yeah, yeah, Everton's a good shout. Let's move on. Liverpool took, uh, took down Newcastle 4 0. Lovren with the uh, volley. Salah gets a penalty. Shakiri gets another goal, and Fabinho off the off a corner. Um, pretty cut and dry. Newcastle never really created a ton of chances. Another clean sheet for Liverpool. Um, Allison had a very funny save at the end of the game because Newcastle caught him out of his net and like he was like maybe five yards into the box and they they shot it and he still saved it. Like he was just having one of those days again. But I know what you guys want to talk about. Salah's penalty in the forty seventh minute. Uh, yeah, goes down with, now. It wasn't a dive, Alex. It was, a dive. was contact. It wasn't a dive. It was a dive. It wasn't a dive. It was, it was as a soft much of penalty. a dive as Eden Hazard's was against Hector. There was contact. It was very, very slight contact, and enough for the player to go down. It was a penalty. So like, the, name, I, the name I, of the look, game is the name of the I, game is I, how much I, contact I would, is I enough never, contact to bring I will never down. admit that that uh, that Hazard penalty uh, that Hector Bayonin con- like conceded to him was a penalty. But I think that this, like, it, but I know in reality it is a penalty. But I'll never like admit it to you, and you know, and fully. But right, you'll never accept this Salah, this say Salah it. penalty is exactly the same in that, like, yeah, nah. in like the technical definition, this is a this penalty. Is, this is cute because there was a slight amount of contact. You bring up it's, every it time took him we off talk balance. about them. He pulled his arm back. Like you can't do that in the box. But you that's, can't do that's that. not what the penalty was you called for. You can't do for. that. Just like the, just like Hector can't stick his foot out, and Hector and Hazard can throw his, himself over it because yeah, you can't have slight, you can't have any contact with the player in the box, or it's a, it's a penalty, right? So so the taking individual incidents and comparing them against one another is stupid as hell because every penalty, every like major decision in a soccer game, exactly. is completely judged independently. But I'm trying. My point you can never, is like, that compare to, them. to to a I don't want to talk about that. That's always going to be. Penalty, penalty from last year in a in a Premier League game that ended two two that like I think know, we should have won. Yeah. Okay. Well, you had to come back and score in the last minute to even get a draw. So it probably draw was a fair result in that one and didn't really affect it in the end. But the the Mohamed Salah one, I just hate when I see contact and people assume all contact is a penalty because it has to be contact significant enough to bring a player down. And we've seen Salah like bounce off defenders, be strong as hell, be strong okay, as an ox gonna, in the box. We're definitely going to put up like videos and be of able both to of these bounce penalties. off players and score. So like on the, on when Mohamed Salah gets and they can clipped decide. on the heels and takes two steps afterwards and then decides to go down, then I'm just kind of like, oh, come on, man. Like, you're better than that. Like, we've seen you be better no, than that. No, it wasn't. Like, it was, I was the arm pull that he went down from. It wasn't, it wasn't the arm pull. On the it, was, it was the clip on the heels from Dummett. That was the main thing. Like, the arm pull definitely wasn't enough to bring him down, and he threw himself to the ground anyway. But I didn't want to get into the whole, is it a penalty or not? Because as important as it was at 1-0 Liverpool, it really didn't matter. Like, nope. you guys Our sh- midfield bought... Our midfield bossed the game. Like our defense swept everything up. It was a pretty cut and dry, dry cut and dry day at the office. It was great. I loved every second of it. Wijnaldum's and, underrated. And I'm, I just want to say it. Wijnaldum's underrated. He's really oh, good. Oh, Wijnaldum. Honestly, know, he, cha- right, we're he gonna started do, a Champions League final last year. I don't know how underrated he is. We're gonna do our team of the year or team of the year so far as soon as we get through the the busy you know January period here. But I think my three Liverpool players are Allison Van Dyke and Georgina Wijnaldum. Like I can make a case. I don't want to have make it here, but I can make a case for Virgil Van Dyke to be Player of the Year in the Premier League right now. The way he is playing has been fucking godlike. Save it for your Arsenal rant. Save it for your Arsenal Liverpool preview. <laughs> let's get in. 
to Manchester United, who get a 3-1 victory over over Huddersfield. Matic in the 28th minute, Pogba in the 64th minute, and in the 78th minute, and Zanka pulls one back for Huddersfield in the 88th minute. Manchester United, this is the first time we've all had a chance to talk about them. Since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was hired, yeah. Are they back? Are you buying United now? Like... What are expectations two games in? We've seen them score yes. eight goals in two games. I, I think so. I think the fact that they've scored for the first time since Ferguson left five goals. I think I think I think you can say, okay, yeah, these were Cardiff and Huddersfield, so like this is probably two of the worst four worst teams in the league. And they ha- they've I'm pretty sure they're the teams that have conceded the, the most goals. I don't know about Cardiff, but they did go to a place that was pretty hard. Cardiff away I mean, the big six haven't really like struggled there, but it hasn't been an easy they, game for anybody this season. I and think they the just big six have all won away. there so far, Javier. Right, they've all won there. But I'm saying Arsenal, Man City, and Man United are the only. That was big the biggest margin that someone's there. won there, and I don't know. I, I I'm I'm I think it's also like Pogba getting three assists in that game. Pogba scoring twice in this game. That's only got to be huge for the team. This is a completely different team now, right? Before Pogba wasn't even a factor. So how do you even like? I think you just gotta like wipe your memory of Man United of Mourinho's year so far and just start new. Like it's just clean slate. It I don't I can't like I'm looking at United as a completely different team now. So I I, th- I do think it's it's a bit it's it, they've definitely turned a corner here where they could challenge for top four the way that Chelsea and Arsenal are struggling at uh, you know beating some of these mid table teams. So I think the biggest thing United is playing for is is a Champions League spot this year. I don't think they're ever really gonna be. There's no way they're getting into the title race. Oh, um, no, I don't yeah, think that's a question. But just getting back into this, the top four race. They still have pieces that they're missing. They still need fullbacks. They still need centerbacks. They still are missing a some type of piece in midfield. Um, I think what this new manager hire has done is kind of papered over some of those cracks the last couple of weeks. He's let them play a little bit more attacking, but he's also played against teams that are going to allow him to be a little more attacking. Like I think Newcastle would have put up a tougher fight in either one of these games than the two teams they just played. I think that they're, I think, you know, let's see them play like a Wolves. Let's see them play a Leicester. Like, he, these are teams that both, that all of us picked for relegation. They got Bournemouth coming like, up next. That's the and test. That, okay, and let's see how, and let's see, that's a test for them because right now, you know, I killed them off from the big, from the big six and I declared it was the top five or the, I whatever, whatever the hell I said. But they've been, you know, the collar's been taken off. They've been they're a little premature little, there, Andrew. Right, like no, I still think that that they're that they're not in the race. No, because I think they're definitely the, still outside of like the the top six discussion. I, I I think your your point still holds true about there being a big five rather than the big six because just because of how well Leicester and uh, Everton are playing. I know Everton just conceded six to but Tottenham, like, but Romo they Lukaku, had the perfect Alexis reaction Sanchez to that. And um, who and Martial like are all going to be back soon. And that team know, is going to look really You don't know if they'll scary. struggle to get back into the team. You don't know. I've, and also, they still have defensive issues. I, look at how many goals they've conceded. This is this is the, the talent on this team is comparable to a Liverpool team of a couple years ago, which had a really good front line. Okay, fine. You have a better midfield piece in Pogba and Matic. But I think that it's going to be a case of like attacking is they're, good, like because they're going to be able to attack more. Like they're already good enough to keep the ball like sixty-five to seventy percent against mo- almost every team. I think it's just going to be the case of like they're going to concede less goals because they're attacking a lot more, and they're going to be putting a lot more pressure on teams and instead of like sitting back and just trying to play as cautious as possible and and, and like just 
playing the Mourinho style. I'll probably I, I, withhold judgment until the Tottenham away game in a few weeks. I think it's yeah, January 13th. I think I've had a pretty I good agree. pulse on United like this year. I mean, there's a few times where I've predicted them the win when they've drawn, but I feel very optimistic for them, and I'm not happy for I'm not happy like it happened. You know, I really feel like I just, I, they're they're gonna I, give I money they're gonna give money yet. to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They're gonna say spend eighty or hundred million this January and get us top four. Like I don't think they're gonna do that, especially if they go not, out and I don't beat think Bournemouth this uh I don't this, th- this weekend. So. I think I don't think they're going to sign anybody until they hire their manager. They're uh, not the manager, right, but see. the director yeah, of football. See. Director I, of football. I think that is, they, they is had what plans they already in place with Mourinho, and like we're getting stuff ready. And I don't think they're going to change those plans. I think that they they're going to go ahead. That's a with terrible decision, though. The, but you That's just a terrible said, you decision. just said they need defenders and they need holes to plug. Like they're not. It'd be stupid of them for them to just. Leave those holes yeah, to plug and say nope, 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 nope. We're gonna wait for the new manager. Then you gotta to come go get. In. Some- it just depends if players will be willing to commit to them without a, a of manager. Of course they will. They're Manchester United. They're the biggest club no, in the world. And they, and they, and they have they're not the biggest club in the world. I guarantee they're you, they're gonna sign two or three players in January. You'll see them drop seventy I, or eighty million dollars. That's yeah, they, they are that too. type of club. They they will do it. Man City will do it. If they are struggling. They weren't doing. They didn't struggle last year. They didn't. They weren't. Neither of those teams. They were first and second last year. United, the both Manchester's. So they didn't really struggle. They both of them were just first and second all year. So they didn't have to go buy in January. But when the Uniteds have struggled, like in the first half of the season, they always go and just drop a bunch of money in January. It's just they. They always do it. They have the money to do it, and and I'm convinced that they're going to try and plug their holes. They're going to try and they'll they'll overspend if they need to, and. It's it's gonna happen, I think. But hey, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if my prediction comes true. All right, let's uh, let's jump over. Brighton got a one-one draw with Arsenal. Aubameyang in the seventh minute. Lacadia in the thirty-fifth. I know we're gonna talk about Arsenal a bunch in the preview, which is coming up. So stick around for that. But Javier, how did uh, how did the Gunners? What happened with the Gunners on? Yeah, uh, it was uh, pretty disappointing result. Uh, I I didn't. I mean, I, I guess it was kind of impossible for. Ozil not to start after his performance against Burnley, but he was just absolutely useless in this game. And I mean, he was taken off at halftime for for Alex. Can you say that though when you guys didn't register a shot on goal for the entire second half? Like, is there not like some sort of correlation between Ozil coming off and you guys becoming completely inept going forward? Well, I also thought it was really odd for Emery to take Lacazette off in the 60th minute. Who do you take him off? Who 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 do you bring on for Lacazette? He took. He brought in Awobi for Ozil at halftime. Ramsey, Ramsey, yeah, and who was completely useless. Yeah, he, so like, there, the last I think Emery deserves on. a bit more of the blame than Ozil because the whole the whole first half, or at least like early first half, you guys probably should have been two or three up. The early Aubameyang chance. Yeah, there was the a goal. few chances in the first half that we missed, and then the one on one that Aubameyang had that Matt Ryan saved, like that one hundred percent should have been a goal. You should have been up two nil, and basically in the same place that we were at Brighton a couple weeks ago. But instead, it was only 1-0. They get back in the game, and then you guys can't manufacture a chance for the rest of the game. What did you think of the 4-4-2 diamond? I mean, I didn't like it because it, uh, Kolasinic, I think, is... I just don't think he's good in a back four. It's been proven so many times under Wenger, under Emery as well. I think he needs that back five to be able to get forward and get good he balls into the box. And I think you saw that in the last game that he was able to do that, and he had his like best performance of the season. And in this game, he did absolutely nothing. He was completely useless because he had to defend a bunch, and that's not what he's good at. So if we're going to be playing Kolasinic on the wing, 
you know, it's got to be three at the back. I mean, you saw him switch to a back five for the last like 15 minutes and we were able to create a little bit more and Klaas was able to get forward a bit more, but it was too late. Like you can't change the system that late and hope to, to get a result. I mean, it was a last ditch effort, but also just having to play Koscielny and Socrates back line, just Koscielny is, he's not even close to being able to, I mean, he's playing these games, but he's not supposed to be like, he has tendonitis in his ankle and I don't know if he's ever going to be able to reach like top level again. So we're really in a not not a good situation. Bakari Saka, our center back, like our 17-year-old center back from our academy is like our other backup on the bench. So we don't have many options, and we, we were hoping to get Mustafi fit for this Liverpool game. So I would love if, if he could be fit with Socrates. Or else, I, I think if Koscielny starts, there's no way we can get anything from that game. There's also something to the idea that like that midfield three you guys played of Xhaka, Guendouzi, and Torreira, like those three players don't need to be playing. Pick two of them, namely Torreira, yeah, and then one of the other two. Those three together are not good. I don't. I don't like. And then them. get You're someone right. else in there and just get more a bit more balance. Like obviously you guys conceded once in this I mean, game. He, he likes moving Xhaka to center era. back and then like leaving Guendouzi and Torreira in there. I'm just like, uh, like. Torreira Jaka was working really well. I don't know. I don't know. He uh, there's, there's not enough creativity on the field when you guys play three of those like more defensive. Yeah, I think the problem is, is there was a really interesting article today that came out um, like on, on like an Arsenal blog that I read that like was comparing all the all the teams that in the top six and like their dribbles, successful dribbles, and like their dribble rate and like their goals per dribble. So like, so like how much like dribbling is in the team? And Arsenal was the lowest. Like, we had the least success. Like, Iwobi's our best dribbler. And, like, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, and City all have, like, four or five players who average, you know, 1.5 to 2 dribbles a game and, are like, are constantly trying to take players on. While Arsenal has, like, I mean, Lacazette occasionally will take a player on or two. You know, Bayerin, Kolasinic. But yeah. we, we, we barely have players who, like, dribble at all. Iwobi. But it's really just – it's pretty dire. And it's something, like, it's a problem that – I've noticed, but I didn't. I didn't think it was like a big deal. I thought it was more like we need like pace in the side, but we have a lot of pace. It really is just like that, that that um, you know one v one attacking that we're missing, and um, it, we actually are the team that has the least shots on goal, uh, least expected goals. Even though we have a lot of goals, you know we've been uh, outperforming uh, like our shots on goal and the amount of goals we have. So yeah, no, I think I think we have a lot of holes still and a lot of problems, and I just I want to keep seeing improvement. I think this Liverpool game will be a a good uh, barometer for that. All right, let's jump over to Chelsea. Got a two one victory at Watford. Hazard, and then Pereira, and then Hazard again. Alex, how'd you feel about the Blues? It feels weird having a manager who speaks very, very uh, matter-of-factly towards the media, but it feels like every week when I hear Sari's comments about the team, it pretty much reflects like how I felt about them, where he said, like, we weren't as good against Watford as we were uh, at home against Leicester the other day when we lost, but there was just a whole lot more determination and uh, determination to continue playing the way Sari wants, continuing to press up high, the, uh, up, up high up the field, and determination to play out from the back. And the, the the most promising thing I saw from that Watford game was just that Watford were pretty committed to trying to force us to make errors. Like they'd obviously seen the tape and seen that every now and then, every now and then, our back line makes a, a mistake that usually leads to a goal or two for opponents. 
but we we managed pretty well to keep possession, uh, play the ball around them in our own defensive third, and then quickly counterattack off of those uh, chances when we eventually broke that forward line and they had too many players forward. So uh, obviously Eden Hazard's 100th goal for Chelsea came off of a, uh, a, a like a medium block pressing that Kovacic won around midfield and then slipped Hazard in, uh, and then. Uh, a hazard penalty from a nice Jorginho chip when we were in possession got us the penalty that led to uh, led to the second goal that we won off of. And there were plenty of chances after that that Willian wasted. Willian had like Willian should have scored at least like one of his three great chances, and he messed up every single one. He of hit them. the post so, twice, I think. Right? Yeah, it's it's getting really upsetting with him because he has two goals and two assists in the league this season, and he's played almost every single game. Which at a top six club. Like that, that shouldn't happen. Like you're getting all the minutes That's, and you're being trusted. Uh, I think Iwobi has two goals and three assists. So. Exactly. And Iwobi has played nowhere near the same amount of minutes as Willian has. I'm convinced Willian has like nudes of sorry or something at this point. <laughs> he's just blackmailing. Hey, Like, play me or I will release these to the world. <laughs> so. Honestly, though, honestly, sorry doesn't seem like the manager who would give a fuck. That's that true. Week. Dude wears, basically like, wears pajamas every week <laughs> to a game. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready for this shit? Time for the what previews. What about Tottenham Bournemouth? We oh yeah, I I, I didn't really want to talk about poor it. Tottenham. Right. Uh, poor Tottenham are the 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 newest thing newest thing since no, but we're going to talk about Andrew it. Still doesn't we're going to talk, talk about. about it. I well, it's that's kind of on me because I did jump from Tottenham to Arsenal by mistake when I was going to the rundown. So that one is on me. Tottenham got a 5-0 victory over Bournemouth. Erickson, Son, Mora, Kane, Son again. Kyle Walker, Peters, have yourself a day. Inform and FIFA certainly coming and getting three assists. And the biggest news for Spurs, they have negotiated with the Korean Football Association that Son will be allowed to join up with his international teammates for the Asian Cup in the United Arab Emirates following their meeting with Manchester United on January 13th, three weeks after foreign-based players would be expected to join up with the national squad. Um, I have one question about this Tottenham team, and it's not really about this Bournemouth game. I know they got a great win, and Kyle Walker-Peters had a day, but are they in the title race? Definitely. They're in second place. They're six points behind Liverpool. I mean, at the least, they'll push you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that another... Are we, are we they always under push pressure? at the very do, least. Do, 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 I, think, do, do, I think they're in the race, do, do, but do, do, I don't do, do, actually do, do, do. see them winning. I think that this team is going to – I don't think this team is ever going to win like a major trophy. I think it's going to fall apart before it does. But um, I think that this might be their last season that they can. Um, and, I mean, going into the new stadium, they do have a really good run of games. They have something like their last – of the last uh, 17 games. They have like 14 games. home games. Right. They have so many home games left. So that's the one – thing that's heavily favoring them is that they've played their big six games away most of them and they have a bunch of you know games at home so it, it, it's really going to be in those games that you see it, it but it's impressive that Tottenham just doesn't lose to teams outside of the top six right now they haven't like they have no draws this year they've just, just beaten every single team outside of the top six Watford so, away yeah other than that yeah okay I'm just I'm saying they haven't tied this is, any teams. Okay, this is what we thought Spurs would be earlier in the season when they were getting uh, ugly wins while they were injured. And we were saying, what are they going to be like once they get all their players back? And we, we, we see it now. They have 11 goals in their last two games. 
and they're incredibly clinical. Like that was against I think Bournemouth first, and Everton, who were like in sixth and seventh place. Pretty decent so these teams, bad yeah. teams, right? But, I mean, the Bournemouth were really unlucky in this game, where Tottenham I think had like four shots on goal in the first half, and Bournemouth had four or five two themselves. Tottenham just took all of their half chances, and Bournemouth couldn't take their half chances. If you had told me looking at like yeah, it was the three quality shots of and the three chances, goals for Tottenham. They yeah, three you, shots on goal. And if you told goals. me, like, look at the quality of these chances both teams create and tell me what the halftime scoreline would be, I would probably tell you it would be like 2-2 at halftime because Bournemouth themselves created a lot of good chances. And Eddie Howe said after the game that it's just one of those days, like, on the score sheet, it looks terrible, but you think to yourself, we were we were just unlucky. And I, I, I they, predicted they were like two that two for the game, times. and then uh, in when I was watching the recaps, the announcer said like Bournemouth have a total of like one point from their last six meetings with Tottenham, and I was just like, oh okay, maybe I shouldn't have predicted that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Spurs just seem to be a a bit of a bogey team for Bournemouth. Yeah. All right, now that we've actually talked about all the game teams, uh, one last game, which was today, Southampton lost to West Ham 2-1, to which Alex got correct. By the way, I got the Chelsea 2-1 over Watford correct. Let's get to the meat of the business. We got, uh, no, we got a lot. No, give the uh, overall pre- standings. What points are we at? Uh, Javier is still on 11 points. I moved up to 10 with my one correct pick, and Alex also moves up with me to 8, so I could uh, I could catch Javier this weekend when, when Liverpool beat Arsenal. And I and I correctly predicted. <laughs> I don't think three that's gonna happen, nil. <laughs> is do I see Javier, that correctly? You're, you're the, ruining uh, the surprise, Javier. Come on, on the, man. What? You're ruining the surprise. That's disgusting. All right, we'll get, we'll get to that in a in a second. Just a little preview there. All right, before we do the previews, we we gotta we gotta we gotta pay the piper. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Passaro, at ASMoss92 at GhostGoalPod. Like and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, help us out. Send us to your friends. I know you're all sitting at home and playing FIFA right now. I know you're doing it. I know you're doing it. I know you're playing your friend on Xbox Live on whatever the fuck they call PlayStation Four Live, Vista Vita. I don't. I'm a fucking Xbox guy over here, but. When you're playing your body, be like, yo, listen to these guys. They know their shit. Sometimes they make funny jokes. And they do good memes on Instagram when we make memes on Instagram. So, yeah, go go follow our stuff. Let's do the previews. First game on the board, Brighton taking on Everton. Alex? 2-1 Everton. They're back, baby. Javier? I have 1-0 Everton. I'm taking a 1-1 draw. I like the Seagulls at home. I mean, they, they did just upend Arsenal there, so... uh I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to take him to do the same with with Everton. Fulham taking on Huddersfield, a relegation, good old fashioned relegation six pointer. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take Fulham two one at home. I'm, I'm gonna I do think the same. they can do it to him. I think, uh, I think uh, Ranieri finally gets his his New Year's gift, a, a clean sheet. He said that's all. Wow. I want, not got a I clean want sheet the clean with him sheet. Yet? Wow, <laughs> they haven't gotten a clean sheet yet. And he's just like, I you know, need a clean sheet. About he literally that. said it. He said in a uh, in a press conference, he's like, I need a clean sheet, like I need spaghetti. I think I think he gets they, it here. Does Leicester City throw pizza? <laughs> or I'm sorry, does Fulham throw Dude, a pizza I think he's party? He's promised if, them like McDonald's if, pizza. Like I'm pretty sure if they get a clean sheet, like. They're gonna have a good time. A, They're gonna have a good. I have time. a second piece. I have a second piece of uh, clean sheet banter. If you will allow me, go for um, it. Georgina, Georgina Wijnaldum's uh, Christmas gift to uh, to to Virgil Van Dyke was a set of sheets so that he could give him another clean sheet. Boo! Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. I la- I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. Italians right, and clean uh, sheets. Name a better duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leicester take on Cardiff. I'm going to take two one Leicester. I got two nil Leicester. Yeah, we we both got two nil Leicester. We all got. It looks like a pretty easy I'm, win for Leicester. I'm on my Leicester bullshit right now. <laughs> um, let's get to uh, this is the first of the big games coming up on Saturday we'll see Tottenham take on Wolves this is at Spurs um, I do like Tottenham 2-1 in this but I think Wolves will be able to give them some fight I know that they've been kind of erratic at times but we've seen Wolves kind of step up every time that they play one of the big teams um, I think they make Tottenham work for it Tottenham got a late winner in like the last 15 minutes but I'll take Tottenham 2-1 that's what we thought was going to happen with Everton and Bournemouth, but I've learned my lesson. Tottenham has whipped me into shape, and I'm going to say 3-0 Tottenham. I think they just walk in the park, and uh, Son keeps on rampaging through teams. Yeah, he's got like five goals in his last, like in like the last week, three games yeah, that have taken place in the last week. He's destroying people right now. Harry Kane, Arsenal, Harry Kane's just putting the Everton. cherries on top right now. Like Erickson, Ali, Mora, like they're all scoring, like... I just I don't see how Wolves are gonna keep all those weapons at bay. Erickson's back, like f- on form. Uh, Harry I mean, Kane I agree. Is, I agree with you. He's, I think he's busting at the seams to score more goals. Like it's just I think it's gonna be impossible for Wolves to to keep them out here. But yeah, whether they keep a clean sheet or not, that'll that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, right. I've got three one Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, but keeping a clean sheet against Bournemouth that's that's really hard. So. I think they'll do, do. I think Bournemouth have better attacking options than Wolves, so I think uh, I think they'll they'll do it this game too. I just think Wolves are going to frustrate them a little bit more in the center of the park, personally. But that's just because I'm a big like Ruben Neves guy. Let's uh, let's jump over Watford Newcastle. This is a pick them real quick. I'm going to take a one one draw on this. Yeah, I got the same thing. One one. I have one nil Watford. And here we are, the meat of the business, the reason we're all here. Twelve thirty. I'm here Saturday for the love of the afternoon. game, Andrew. I know what you're talking about. Saturday afternoon. <sighs> big game under the lights at Anfield. Liverpool taking on Arsenal. Javier, do you want me to look it up when the last time Arsenal were able to win at Anfield? Do you want me to look that up for you? Or <laughs> I not? already looked it up. It was like 2013 or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you it's not happening on Saturday. So, But Unai, so. Andrew, are you not afraid of Unai? Yeah, Unai, Emery? God. He has a good record against Klopp. He might just destroy Klopp like he usually does. But if that happens... Uh, Anfield is a fortress If that right happens, now. it would be 2-2. Yeah, that's my prediction. 2-2. You're going 2-2. So there's a very, no chance on, of an listen, Arsenal win. Right, I just want you to, hit, I want to hear you say it, Javier. There's no say chance it loud, of an Arsenal win. No, there's a chance. I can't oh, say come that. On. No, I can't no, no, there's that. not. I can't say that. I don't think Liverpool are like an impregnable <laughs> fortress. Also, we need to ruin their. Oh, their, we're not an on. impregnable fortress. No. We're not. No, 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 no. Sit down and shut up. We've conceded seven goals yeah, in nineteen yeah, games, to, and two to, of those were we gifts. Break. Two of those were gifts from the man himself, the charitable man himself, Allison, who gives to the who gives to the poor though they deserve not. Seventeen, <laughs> seven goals, seven goals. We have the most clean sheets. Virgil Van Dyke is playing yeah, like you're lucky. the best player in you the Premier League. You should have like eight more goals this season. You've just like you've gotten incredibly lucky this year, and your luck is going to catch up with you in the second half. It's going to equalize in the second half of the season. You can't you can't admit that you haven't been lucky so far this year in like a bunch of games where like you there, were, there were decisions that like 
that well, like there were so many times where like I, re- I like in games where I was watching with Liverpool, I was like, oh my god, Liverpool are lucky again, like in in key points in the game. But okay, I don't believe in luck. I only but, believe but in me. But my point is, we need to break your unbeaten streak here, and that whole like Liverpool might go unbeaten this season talk. And it would be great. No if one's Arsenal talking did it. about that. Only Liverpool fans are talking about that, right? Of course. The rest I, of us know I'm not they even will talking lose about before it. the end of this season. That's not the that's I'm not the not issue here. It's winning the league. I'm sure Liverpool fans Liverpool fans will trade an unbeaten season for winning the league for sure. Hand up. I would I would take that trade. Hand up. Yeah, I mean, I still think they might win the league, but it's not unbeaten. It'll not probably unbeaten. just be at City next week, and they'll beat also, you like, guys. If if you told me like I th- I wanted to get four points from these next two games, so. I'll be very happy if we can do that. Yeah, I'll be very, very happy. That's all I can say. What's I'm, your ga- I'm not what's hopeful Arsenal's of it. game after this? I'm I'm scared that um, I don't think it's easy. I'm scared that uh, we're not going to have our first choice back line, and I think that's going to be an issue if we don't. If we don't have, yeah, it is. It is going to be an issue. It is going to be an issue because this is at Anfield, and let's be real: the playing at the Emirates bump got you the one-one draw. No, the Emirates don't have is not that like a bump for us this season. Well, Arsenal like arguably as... could have won that game at Liverpool uh, against they, Liverpool. They, they, they could have. They could have played pretty well. But we're sharper right now than we were the last time we played Arsenal. We've been scoring our goals. We've had yeah, more. Of, you guys are sharper. Like the, our our front line is playing significantly better. And then Shakiri will come in off the bench and score a goal again because it's another big game. Um, and you got to watch for us offset pieces. Yeah, I think like you're going to see three nil, Andrew. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. I know. If you guys beat us three nil, I'm not coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming back on the podcast. It's taking a month long sabbatical. I th- I think it's just going to be a clinical game God, for Liverpool. We're gonna, like, sh- we're gonna Alex just Alex beat has the midfield. Two, one, like a respectable game. Three Fabinho, nil. You think you're just Fabinho, gonna you're just gonna you're just gonna destroy now them us? And Naby Keita. You think we're not gonna score Fabinho, on you? You think Aubameyang, the top Naby Keita, in the Premier League, they're gonna, gonna be haunting you. your dreams? They're gonna be haunting your dreams. There's no for way weeks. you keep your Pierre out of this game. There's no way. Your garbage defenders, actually, Van Dyke is he's a monster. You cannot say garbage. We've conceded seven goals. I, you I'm still Javier I'm, reverting to the old. Moreno's slants. still on his team. Moreno's still on the bench. Usually, he's not yeah, playing. He's not playing. He's, he might Hopefully, not make the he plays bench. this game. He's not even going to make the bench Maybe because Klopp they're going to put a center back in this Nathaniel game. Klein. Okay, okay. What, but what about Lovren? We'll, we'll attack Lovren. Lacazette and Aubameyang are just going to run um, on Lovren um, all game. We'll get in a case goal you haven't noticed, we're definitely going to get a goal. In case you haven't noticed, Dayan Lovren playing pretty well yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, but we're going to get a goal. We're going to get a goal. I guarantee Dayan it. Lovren, Dayan Lovren walks into the Arsenal okay. lineup. Do, let's Dayan make a Lovren bet. Would Do you be want to bet that Arsenal right score now. tomorrow? Are you, how confident are you in the Liverpool? It's on Saturday sheet? out the air. It's a Thursday. It's on Saturday. On Saturday. I'm sorry, but how, how confident um, are you in this? I'd bet like a beer. I'd bet like a beer. I'm not like super confident, a but like beer? I'm going to say three... Yeah. yeah, Javier's I'm on that like pussy shit just down. betting if his team will even score. <laughs> not yeah, even confident not to bet like the draw slash win. You should go for not the... Not even the draw slash yeah, win, just like, if they get on the score He's not that actually confident. He's just saying that to piss me off. He knows we're going to score on them tomorrow. Like, that 3-0 is just Saturday. an insult right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's, I'm just going to put on record. But we I think always Liverpool beat Arsenal at home. Liverpool 2-1, close to shit. We always beat Arsenal at home. Maybe, right. maybe Liverpool All are right. up 2-0 and then Arsenal yeah, but get this like a time goal we have Unai Emery and he has Klopp's number in the previous time. So it Dude, may you're be a reaching factor. here. It may you're be reaching. a factor. 
Unai God. You know, you know, you know. Jose Mourinho used to have Jurgen Klopp's number, and then he got his ass fired at Manchester United. I, I would argue Unai is not on anywhere close to as uh, big of a downturn as Jose was. Uh, I would agree with that. Let's go on to Sunday. Crystal Palace take on Chelsea. I'm going to take a 2-1 hard-fought Chelsea victory. I know Chelsea have uh, not played necessarily the best football, but I see this team as a team that's able to rotate around these midweek games a lot better than a Crystal Palace team is. Rotate? Rotate. What's that? I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're clearly better shape. I'm pretty sure he's going to start the exact same 11. Yep. Sorry. I guess he can't start Pedro, so it's fully committed to this right now. He's just all in on these 11 players. Yeah, but they're better equipped for it. You guys are in better shape. Actually, actually, that's a lie. Pedro's out injured. Uh, So Morata might start? No, Loftus Cheek will start at right wing. Uh, he was supposedly he got a, like a small injury right before the Watford game, and he wanted to be healthy for the Crystal Palace game because obviously that's a team he played for last season, and he wants to play that game. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a front three of Hazard, Willian, and Loftus Cheek. I've got, I've got. How does that make you feel? I've got two nil. Uh, I mean, I love Loftus Cheek right now. Loftus Cheek is the uh, man of the hour for uh, Chelsea if you're not counting Eden Hazard. So. Uh, I'm all in on him. Kovacic is back in everyone's good graces. He's got a couple of assists in the last couple games and played really well. And, uh, I mean, Crystal Palace, I'm not going to lie, that's a tough away game. We usually struggle when we go there. It's never an easy win. Uh, but Palace have been really wasteful, especially at home this year. They just registered the most shot attempts on goal without scoring in 15 years against uh, Cardiff over the weekend and in that nil-nil draw they have with them. So Zaha has been playing all of these games. Uh, he hasn't been scoring, but he's playing well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him yeah, like, he, terrorize us. flop over like a David Luiz like, yeah, leg that's I'm just, just saying he might, he, he might struggle with the intensity of so many games like so uh, thick and fast in this Christmas period. I, I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be like at 100% and able to dominate us like he has in the past. Yeah, I got 2-1, Chelsea. All right, Burnley, West Ham, pick him. I'm taking 2-0, West Ham. 2-1, West Ham. Give me 3-1, West Ham. I'm on that Felipe Anderson wave right now. We're all on that Felipe. David Mossy's favorite player. I was so happy when his answer to that favorite Brazilian question was Felipe Anderson, because it's the only answer right now. Him or or Allison. I was... I was really going to tell him to get the fuck off the pot if he told me Richarlison. I would have just entered the end of the interview right there. But uh, Southampton, Manchester City, a Manchester City that will reportedly be playing again without their uh, big piece, Fernandinho, in the center of midfield, which means another Ilkay Gundogan. And, uh, oh, yeah, Fabian Delph suspended due to the red card for the next three games means he's missing Liverpool, which means Zinchenko is starting at left back most likely. Maybe they go three in the back. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I love the turmoil in Manchester City. I think so it's much. far more likely one... you see uh, Laporte and Stones and Otamendi playing a back three mm. with maybe Sané at left w- uh, wing back. Uh, for Southampton, they're going to be all guns blazing trying to win that one by as, as big of a margin as possible. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take a 1-0 City result and uh, – I know Hassan Hoodle's been up and down with, with Southampton, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to do it to City. I really don't. I think the best that Southampton can stretch, scratch out of this is a draw, but I don't think it happens. I mean, there's plenty of threat from Southampton now with uh, Ings playing sort of well and uh, Armstrong playing well. 
But the the main key for Southampton, if they're going to stay up and improve and act, maybe actually like launch themselves into like the mid table discussion, is Nathan Redmond. He's the player with like all the talent, all the ability, but none of the end product for the last two or three seasons since they signed him. And I think Hasenhutl is starting to realize that uh, they're going to go as far as Redmond and Ings scoring the goals can take them. So um, I, I don't think they're going to get a result out of this, but. Uh, Redmond's a player that Pep Guardiola has himself even uh, hailed when they've played Southampton in the past. I'm sure he's going to be someone that he uh, looks to try and negate as much as possible. But I think it's going to be three one Man City. Yeah, I got I got three nil City. I think they get back to winning ways and keep a clean sheet here too. I I'm 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 thinking that they need to have a good result here going into that Liverpool game. So. I think they'll be they'll be raring and ready to go for this game. All right, last one on the slate: Manchester United, eleven thirty in the morning, taking on Bournemouth. Uh, this one is at home. I think that's a big one for the Red Devils, like we talked about earlier in the pod. This is their first test, I think. Uh, and Eddie Howe has done well with Bournemouth against Man- at Manchester United. They always seem to have, put out a good performance. I think that they can go and take the lead, which. It's going to be interesting to see how a United team would react if that were to happen. Um, but I, I think United are, in a, are clicking in a good way right now. They've got Pogba balling out, and Pogba looks like he's having fun again, and I think that's the most important thing for a guy like him. I find it hard to believe that Manchester United are going to drop points in this one. I think they're going to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I think it's going to be nervy. I think this is the first time we're going to see United struggle, but I'm going to take United 2-1 win. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 agreeing with you here, Andrew. I don't think it's going to be an easy win for them, but I think that being at home is, especially with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I feel... This is just this is very early days to be saying something like this, but I feel like he's the type of player that like knows the magic of Old Trafford and like what you can do there, and I just think that he will encapture that a lot more than Mourinho did, and I think United will be a lot better, especially at home. So I have them beating Bournemouth three one and kind of breaking that duck of Bournemouth playing well at United, and I think especially if they do get this three one result, then you definitely have to look at them to uh, as pushing for that fourth spot because you know Arsenal might drop points, Chelsea might drop points this weekend, and they have to get a win here if they, if they want to consider themselves contenders at all for that fourth place. It took a 92nd minute winner at the Vitality Stadium for United to beat Bournemouth last time uh, earlier this season when they beat them 2-1. They probably had about one or two really good passages of play in possession before that. Obviously, that's the Jose Mourinho, uh, Mourinho era, and this is the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer era, and we're all just supposed to believe that everything's fixed and everything's good now. Obviously, Pogba, like, back in and uh, really involved. Once uh, gives, everything's fixed gives, and everything's good, it's just, like, it's a different team now. It's yeah, not the same team. It's it's not the same team, but Bournemouth, I don't think, are completely the same team either. There, there's been improvements from uh, plenty yeah, of players in Yeah, but they've been in ransacked lineup. in the last few games. Yeah, I just... I, they, they, they've gotten like from the last six I mean here's the thing games, I don't I completely like disagree with you guys or because you guys have said that it's going to be a tough game and United are probably going to win it I agree it's going to be a tough game I just think Bournemouth have enough to score 
a, a lot more on that United backline than uh, Cardiff and Huddersfield were able to. And they still got a goal each. You know, Car- United haven't kept a clean sheet, haven't had a good defensive performance, even against the worst of opponents. So I think Bournemouth get a 2-2 draw out of this, and the wind gets taken out of the sails of United a little bit. All I know is this is a must-watch for me. The the two biggest games of the weekend that like you have to watch are Liverpool Arsenal and Manchester United taking on Bournemouth. Like that's where all the biggest news is going to come from. Like it's it's a fact. And if you're a morning person, Chelsea Crystal Palace because it's at 7 a.m. on a Sunday. Ugh. A hard Screw pass. <laughs> yeah, nobody's watching that. All right, guys, I'll uh, I'll unbiasedly cover it next week. As you always do, pal. As you always do. All right. Once again, thank you for listening. I um, hope you guys enjoyed your... Uh, wow, by... Hope you enjoyed your Christmas, obviously. Hope you um enjoying this time off, if you have time off. If you're slogging away at the office, that get paper. that shit done. Keep getting that paper. Get that paper. That was the dumbest thing I think I've ever said on this podcast. But, no, um, no, Bob, no, no, no. There's way more dumb things. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I did. To be fair, I did pick Liverpool to win the league the first year of this podcast. So, yeah, you're right. Um, but we finished in fourth, and we kicked the shit out of Arsenal twice that year. But <clears throat> subscribe to us on iTunes. Check out our stuff on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMOS92, at Ghost Gold Pod, at Javier Rev 9 Until next time. Hoyo! Oh, yeah.